Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, The Strange and Twisted History of Money. Do you realize that money is really a magical construct? The story of money is really strange. And it demonstrates a lot about the mind-body-environment relationship, this big psychological system we have created. And I want to give you an insightful summary of the history of money, how it relates to the mind and to magic, and what we can learn from that. It's just a great story that exemplifies so much about manifestation and how we envision things in our heads that may actually appear differently than physical, tangible reality. Speaking of money, before I get to that, you know, if you heard the last show, that I had a $100,000 bet on the line with Tom Vrilock. I challenged Tom Vrilock to a wizard off in the last show. Now, <laughs> Tom Vrilock is a really good friend. And, uh, so, and he's, he's a magician. Okay. He, he practices psionics. He invented the miraculous prayer board. And Tom Vrilock, he is into all kinds of manifestation work. And so I thought it would be fun since I'm here in Las Vegas. For us to have a friendly, you know, gentleman's bet where I say, okay, let me go to a casino here in Vegas and I'll go up to a roulette wheel and we'll spin the wheel one time. Okay. He's in California. He was, was not with me, but Lauren and I, you know, we went and I said, I'll spin the wheel one time and on a roulette wheel. Here in America, it's a little bit different in other countries, but an American roulette wheel traditionally usually has 38 spaces. There are 18 red spaces and there are 18 black spaces and there are two green spaces. And so if you bet on red or black, then you have almost a 50-50 chance that you are going to to hit one of those. And then you double your money. But I told Tom, hey, I am going to use my magic and I am going to make that ball land on red. And Tom, I want you to use your magic and you make that ball land on black. And whoever wins uh, receives $100,000 from the other person. And so Tom said, let's do this. I said, okay. All right. It's on. So Lauren and I went to the casino. I called Tom and I told him, all right, I'm at the casino. I said, I'm going to be at the roulette wheel at this certain time. You know, so we were all coordinated here. So at that exact time, I walked up to the wheel. Now there were 
several other people playing there. And I have played the roulette wheel, I don't know, thousands of times in my life. So I walked up, I put down my bet, because you have to bet something. I don't want to say how much I bet just to, to do the thing, but I just, I put a bet down and I put it on red because I knew I was going to make a hit red, right? And I'm, I'm telling you the strangest thing happened. I've never seen this happen before. I'm not even sure what happened to this day. So the, I believe they're called the croupier, the, the person there who spins the wheel. She spun the wheel. She tossed the ball onto it. The ball goes bouncing around. I was not, and I was intentionally not looking at the wheel. I was looking off into the distance and I was in the zone. Like I wasn't even thinking directly about the wheel. And the ball like starts you know, bouncing around, bouncing around. And then I hear it settle somewhere. And I'm waiting to hear that sound you get from the crowd like, oh, or ah. And then the woman who spun the wheel, she goes, oh, oh sorry about that. And I was like, what? And I turned around and she had plucked the ball and spun the wheel again. Like the ball had gotten jammed. Or something weird like that. I, I've never, ever, ever seen that happen before. I'm not even sure if it's legal to do that I, uh, without having everybody reset their bets. I've just never seen that. So right off the bat, I was like, what is going on here? So anyway, she spins the wheel again. I hear the ball bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing around. And then finally it lands. And I look over. What do you think it was? What do you think it was? It landed on green. I swear to you, hand on a stack of Bibles. <laughs> Again, there are 18 red spaces, 18 black spaces, and two green spaces. <laughs> I wanted it to be red. Tom wanted it to be black, and it landed on green. Do you know what the chances of that are on that one spin? I mean, it was, I, I, I walked away from that, and I said to Lauren, like, can you believe that? Like, I, I just, I was speechless for a while. I mean, I was like, I can't even wrap my head around. Tom and I were, were, were definitely um, focusing our, our energy, you know, our forces together on that will at that time. And it became a draw, you know, neither one of us won. <laughs> so I, I let Tom know what had happened and he was laughing and we were like, okay, that's fine. We both actually were kind of happy about it because I don't think either one of us really wanted to have to give up a hundred grand, you know, just in case. You know? so, so we were both kind of relieved and we're like, that was a great experiment. That was a great experiment. And um, so there you have it. Thank you, my friend, Mr. Tom Vrillock, for participating in that gentleman's bet. And I know some of you listening are probably saying like, oh, come on, Josh, you're just making this up so that, you know, you and Tom can get along. I'm, I'm telling you, no, I swear to you, that's how it happened. One spin and it hit green. So that was something magical was happening. And uh, I do intend to maybe do some more experiments along those lines with Mr. Vrillock, but perhaps... We'll keep them private. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll let you in on it. So anyway, that's what happened with the wizard off. It was a draw that night at the roulette wheel. Our powers were matched, but I think some kind of telekinetic burst was let loose and, uh, and definitely did something to that ball. Speaking of money altogether, though. Okay. I want to share with you what I think is the fascinating story of the history of money. I bought this book. It's called The Chaos Protocols. The Chaos Protocols. And listen to the subtitle of this book. Magical Techniques for Navigating the New Economic Reality. I was like, hmm? By Gordon White. Gordon White. And the back of the book says, Magic, Power, Money, and Meaning in a World on the Brink. The back of the book text says the years since the financial crash have seen the realization dawn 
that the great promise of modern civilization will go unfulfilled. Study hard, work hard, buy a house, retire happy. It's all a lie spun for the benefit of a tiny elite. The richest 85 people on earth have as much wealth as the poorest 3.5 billion. Each month, the numbers change, but they never improve. Magical and spiritual discourse has failed to keep up with this new reality. The Chaos Protocols aims to fix that. Join Gordon White as he shows you how to use Chaos Magic not only to navigate these trying times, but to triumph as well. Discover how to become invincible through initiation and wage the mind war that will keep you moving toward what you really want. From sigil magic to working with spiritual allies, the Chaos Protocols helps you act on the unwavering belief that your life should matter and you're not going to let something as trifling as the apocalypse get in the way of it. <laughs> and my understanding here is that Gordon White is based in the UK. Uh, his website is runesoup, R-U-N-E-S-O-U-P, runesoup.com. And uh, I contacted him and said, I would like to read some of your book to my audience. I bought this as a a printed book off of Amazon and I got it as an audio book and he does a marvelous job in my opinion of going back and telling the story of how money evolved and how it relates to magic and psychology and you may pick up some tips from this at very least you'll find this to be an interesting exemplification of that connection between the mind, the body, and the environment. I'll get to that when we come back. And if you're looking for a little good luck in your life that's free, that won't cost you a penny, go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. And sign up for my free e-newsletter. It takes you two seconds. Put your email address in the little bank there. Hit submit. You'll get an email from me immediately with links to all kinds of free goodies including some stuff that's going to improve your finances and your life in general. Has anybody ever called you lucky before? Well, guess what? You're about to be lucky if you go to joshuapwarren.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back this show is sponsored by better help people don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down you may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments that comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings that frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dr. Nathan Newman, doctor to top athletes and celebrities, plus creator of stem cell-based Luminesce, is proud to announce a much lower price on his products, so more can enjoy a more youthful look. Luminesce is great for women and men on those fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, plus great on the neck, forehead, and hands. Dr. Newman. What causes the skin to break down with age? Changes that we start to look on our skin starts actually in our 20s, where we get sun damage and the effects of pollution and our environment start to cause our skin to age. And we start to break down the collagen, the elastin, and we get glycation, which is the sugar that we eat, gets stuck within the collagen fibers and makes our skin inflexible. The Luminous Skin Care line does two things. One, it has a reparative effect. So it makes the skin look and feel much better, softer, supple, and more young and smooth. But it also is preventative. So it prevents the skin from the breakdown and the damage that we get from the sun and from the environment and from sugars that we have in our body. Thank you, Dr. Newman. For several years, we have offered Luminous products and decided a price reduction was in order. So more can enjoy the amazing benefits of Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Luminous. Shop now at HealthyLooking.com or call toll-free 800-604-3129. If you would like to try Luminous, how about our starter kit postage paid for $19.99? See the full line of products from Luminous, plus our starter kit offer at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or call 800-604-3129. Luminous from HealthyLooking.com. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. And you know, my late great friend Jim Mars wrote a wonderful book called Rule by Secrecy. And in that book, he told the story of how money developed and I was always fascinated by how he wrote it. And it reminded me a lot of that when I started reading this book, The Chaos Protocols by Gordon White. This book was published in 2020. And, uh, it's, it kind of, it makes you think of like what it would be like if, 
a financier or a stockbroker was a chaos magician and started like <laughs> explaining money in, in, in magical terms. But this book goes into all, I mean, this is a deep book. This book gets into all kinds of ritualistic magic and there's a whole section on sigils. Um, I mean, yeah, this is, this is not a beginner's guide in, in my opinion. And I contacted Gordon White and said, I would like to read like seven or eight pages of your book on my show. Pretty significant excerpt here. Um, is that okay with you? And he was great. He wrote me back. He said, yeah, go for it. So that's what I am about to do. Hopefully I'll have enough time to do this. And uh, again, his, uh, his website is runesoup.com. And I'll tell you a couple of things. If you're listening to this show and you're kind of distracted, then some of this may not quite make sense to you. Like you might zone out a little bit because again, we're this, some of this is kind of complex finance stuff. And also because he is UK based, um, you sometimes the way he phrases things may sound a bit odd, you know, cause he might be using the language in a slightly different way than you're used to hearing it. If you're like me, I'm an American. So just keep those things in mind. But that said, let's jump right into this excerpt from the chaos protocols about the story of money. From the beginning of Western civilization, right up until the end of the 17th century, money and wealth were more or less the same thing. You could exchange your gold and silver for other items of wealth. Cattle, property, cinnamon, other humans, and so on. If you did not exchange your gold or silver for these items, then you still retained your wealth, the gold and silver in your currency. Even in a barter system, you are effectively swapping one store of wealth for another. Two goats for your camel, for instance. Now, certainly there was lending and credit before this date, but wealth for wealth was largely how money worked. The very idea that pieces of paper held value seemed alien. In fact, legendary explorer Marco Polo could not quite believe it when he encountered an early currency on his adventures. He wrote in his diary about the peculiar monetary experiment of the great Khan. And let me pause here for a second. Now, just in case you need a refresher, who's Marco Polo? Well, Marco Polo, he was born in the year 1254 and he died in the year 1324. So he was 69 years old. And here's what Wikipedia says. He was a Venetian merchant explorer and writer who traveled through Asia along the Silk Road between 1271 and 1295. His travels are recorded in a book called The Travels of Marco Polo. This is a book that described to Europeans the then mysterious culture and inner workings of the Eastern world, including the wealth and great size of the Mongol Empire and China and the Yuan Dynasty giving their first comprehensive look into China, Persia, India, Japan, and other Asian cities and countries. Okay, so that's, this is how far we're going back here, just in case you needed that. So here's what Marco Polo wrote way back then. He's talking about what he's seeing in China regarding the emperor there, the great Khan. He wrote, he makes them take the bark of a certain tree, in fact, of the mulberry tree, the leaves of which are the food of the silkworms. These trees being so numerous that whole districts are full of them. What they take is a certain fine white bark or skin which lies between the wood of the tree and the thick outer bark, and this they make into something resembling sheets of paper, but black. When these sheets have been prepared, they are cut up into pieces of different sizes. The smallest of these sizes is worth a half tornsole. The next, a little larger, one tornsole. One a little larger still is worth 
half a silver groat of Venice, another a whole groat, others yet two groats, five groats, and ten groats. There is also a kind worth one bezant of gold, and others of three bezants, and so up to ten. All these pieces of paper are issued with as much solemnity and authority as if they were pure gold or silver. And on every piece, a variety of officials whose duty it is have to write their names and to put their seals. And when all is prepared duly, the chief officer, deputed by the Khan, smears the seal entrusted to him with vermilion and impresses it on the paper, so that the form of the seal remains printed upon it in red. The money is then authentic. Anyone forging it would be punished with death. And the con causes every year to be made such a vast quantity of this money, which costs him nothing, that it must equal in amount all the treasure in the world. With these pieces of paper, made as I have described, he causes all payments on his own account to be made, and he makes them to pass current universally over all his kingdoms and provinces and territories, and whithersoever his power and sovereignty extends, and nobody, however important he may think himself, dares to refuse them on pain of death. Ha! Huh. How's that? for an excerpt about what we now call fiat currency. Hmm? Piece of paper. What's it worth, really? Yeah. How about a digit on a computer screen? What's that? Anyway, let's get back to what he wrote. Described by Marco Polo, fiat currency really does sound a bit preposterous, like one of those meandering thought experiments you and your buddies came up with one night while stoned in college. But a straight fiat currency is not quite the system we have today. If anything, ours is even stranger. Ours really begins toward the end of the 17th century, in the heart of London, and in Europe's low countries. Goldsmiths and jewelers would store deposits of their customers' wealth in their vaults and issued them receipts for the stored value. These receipts began to be swapped and traded as a more convenient method of paying than taking the receipt back to the vault extracting your gold and paying with that. What quickly became apparent to these vault owners was that only a small fraction of depositors ever came back to extract their gold. And so for better or worse, they began issuing more receipts than they had gold in the vaults. The vault owners could either spend these receipts or loan them out to individuals or businesses. The profits from the interest on these loans was substantial. From this point, the final step was inevitable. These vault owners could make much more money from lending against these receipts than they could in charging vault fees. So they began paying people and businesses to store their wealth, which is how we ended up with interest, interest-bearing savings accounts. And so taken together, what we know of as fractional reserve banking was born. You put 100 gold coins in a vault and they hand out receipts for 800 gold coins. The system compounds again if these receipts are deposited in another bank who keeps only a small fraction of the receipts and lends the rest of them out while saying they still have the initial deposit. In fact, this process of depositing and redepositing receipts, which are also lent back out, accounts for more than 90% of all the money in the global economy today. When you take out a loan, you literally debt money into existence. It would only be a matter of time before this highly successful, legally dubious, but essentially private practice was taken up by kings and governments. In the 1690s, to pay for their increasingly expensive continental wars, the newly created and technically privately owned Bank of England began issuing banknotes as legal tender. These were effectively IOUs for a portion of the physical wealth stored at the bank's home on Walbrook in the city which, by the way, was built on the remains of an old temple to Mithras, the god of contracts. 
In theory, you could front up to the Bank of England with your banknotes and exchange them for the wealth stored within. Over the next two centuries, this really was more theory than fact. Notes continued to be printed, even when the gold was being spent on wars. Laws were even enacted to prevent the bank from paying out gold. Where once we used to pay for things with little pieces of wealth, well, we began to pay for things with little pieces of debt in the forms of IOUs. And there were a lot more IOUs than there was gold and the vault. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I think you see where this is going. What is this this magical, mysterious manifestation called money? Hmm. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be... Right back after this. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, within minutes, you can take years off your looks. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com takes care of those under-eye bags, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Simply apply this velvety micro-cream, and in under two minutes, the years fade away. And it lasts up to nine hours. No needles, no pain, and great for women and men. 
Here's what people have to say about Instantly Ageless. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my curls feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like 10 years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? <laughs> it's easy. You just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle. It's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I, turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at HealthyLooking.com and prepare to look younger in minutes. Millions of applications have been sold. Order our exclusive starter kit for only $19.99, including shipping, or take advantage of our new discounted price for a full box. Put your best face forward with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com or by phone at 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Instantly ageless, not available in stores, from HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. And I'm telling you about the strange story, the strange history of money. Reading excerpts from uh, this book here, The Chaos Protocols. By Gordon White, and I was saying before the break that there were a lot more IOUs than there was gold in the vault. The book goes on to say this increased the money supply relative to the actual amount of wealth in the economy and moved control of the money supply from the market to the government. Monetary policy became intertwined with the functioning of the imperial state. Modern inflation was born. To give credit where credit is due, the central banking model was hugely successful. Britain raised a national debt, crushed her enemies, and built the greatest empire the world ever knew. The policy continues to this day in the form of America's numerous oil wars. Catherine Austin Fitz Former Undersecretary of Housing and Urban Development refers to this as, quote, the central banking and warfare model, end quote. You invade a country and force it to accept your printed currency in exchange for its natural resources, leaving the victor with the harvested wealth as well as complete control over the value of the IOUs which are now stronger thanks to the resources you have just extracted. Since Nixon left off office, the largest foreign buyers of U.S. bonds tend to be banks and countries that we have effectively occupied militarily. Nice work if you can get it. Just as the Royal Navy did before it in India and the Caribbean, so the U.S. military and its NATO allies do today in Eurasia. A secondary hit on the status of money as wealth happened in the 20th century with the complete abandonment of the gold standard. 
The story of the secondary hit begins in 1913 and ends in 1971. When the Federal Reserve was first created, it kept to the monetary best practice that had been so successful in Central Europe, known as the classical gold standard. If you look at dollars printed prior to the First World War, you will see it clearly written on a $20 note that it can be exchanged for $20 of physical gold. This redemption facility was suspended during the war as the, quote, civilized countries paid for killing people in other civilized countries by printing more and more currency. Governments also learned that they could mobilize the entire financial wealth of countries toward political ends through huge spending projects that were funded with dramatic increases in taxation. In between the wars, the classical gold standard was replaced with what is known as the gold exchange standard. In the U.S., that meant that the Federal Reserve could print $50 for every $20 of gold that it had in its vaults. That's a 40% reserve ratio. Even this was not to last. After the end of World War II, Europe was flooded with U.S. dollars and completely out of gold. In fact, the U.S. had two-thirds of all declared gold in the world at that point, and Europe had almost none. The Bretton Woods Agreement was quickly signed. Given that the world was already awash with dollars, which were ultimately convertible into gold, it was agreed that almost every currency in the world would be backed by U.S. dollars, which themselves would be backed by gold. However, no reserve percentage was included in the agreement as there had been between the wars. The Federal Reserve was free to print as many dollars as it pleased figuring, just like those jewelers in London centuries before, that not everyone in the world would wish to call in all their dollars for gold at one time. Over in France, Charles de Gaulle soon realized there were too many dollars, or, quote, receipts for gold stored in the U.S., compared to the amount of gold actually stored. So he asked for France's gold back. Almost immediately, other countries started asking for their gold back. The U.S. lost 50% of its gold from 1959 to 1971. But even then, there were still 12 times the amount of dollars out there than there was gold to back it up. Enter Nixon. He abandoned the gold standard and instituted the dollar standard, thus detaching every single currency in the world from any underlying relationship to physical wealth. The value of a currency became an expression of confidence in the government that issued it. Nixon's main reason for abandoning the gold standard was due to his and his advisors' misunderstanding of the so-called balance of trade, which is whether a country exports more than it imports. Having the dollar pegged to gold meant that competing exporter countries, such as Germany and, and Japan, could lower their currency value in a way the U.S. could not, giving them a perceived advantage. This is an unfortunate misunderstanding of American history. The, the reality is that trade deficits or surpluses do not really reflect much about underlying economic health. The United States has run a trade deficit for 350 of the last 400 years, during which time it has risen to become the largest and most successful economy in history. People in other countries want to sell Americans, uh, want to sell to Americans because the nation's economy is large and successful. Transactions do not take place between countries, but between people. If I sell you a pencil, you are in a trade deficit to me because I have your money. 
but you now have a pencil. So go and write a bestseller. America's historic trade deficit is a reflection of the same phenomenon on a much larger scale. Until 1971, the value of the dollar was pegged to a fixed amount of precious metal, just as it was at the beginning of fractional reserve banking. When the famous voodooist Marie Laveau and her daughter were alive in the 19th century, a dollar was either made with a guaranteed amount of silver or was convertible into a specified amount. This fixed the value of a dollar into something real. So if either Laveau Sr. or Jr. had used the customary folk magical practice of putting a dollar under a candle, well, she would have been growing wealth from a fixed amount. If you have tried this same piece of folk magic any time after 1971, then you're doing the opposite. In today's money, you need almost $5.78 to buy the equivalent of what a dollar could buy you in 1971. Such a magical act encodes an erosion of wealth rather than an accumulation. The atom at the heart of your financial universe is no longer a reliable unit of wealth and it does not exist for your benefit. Savings are certainly better than no savings, but until they are converted back from IOUs into wealth, their face value is just not what it appears. And this is before we even consider the rise of a global digital currency looming in the medium term. Even as the Western world flirts with the possibility of mild deflation, it is worth remembering that since the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913, the buying power of a single U.S. dollar has declined by 95%. It is a dodgy, imperfect indicator of what we value, but it is what we have, so we must understand it if we are to use it effectively. All right, that is the end of what I'm going to read to you from this book, The Chaos Protocols, Magical Techniques for Navigating the New Economic Reality. Thank you, Gordon White, for allowing me to read that. And uh, again, his website is runesoup.com, R-U-N-E-S-O-U-P, runesoup.com. Does that give you... And I, I mean, I, some of you listen to this show and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I think about this all the time. I know how. The, but others don't really ever stop and say, well, what is this thing called money that we we place value on to such an extent? You can go and get real things, a real house, a real car, real food. But what are we basing all this on? It's based upon an energy which is based upon a thought form. And it is really proof that the world is glued together by magic and magical thinking. Have you ever thought of it that way? The world is glued together by magic and magical thinking. We have to take a break here. And when we come back, I have something really interesting to read to you about what people believe these days and also something very weird that happens in my life all the time that shows me just how connected that we all are does this happen to you we'll see i'm joshua p warren you're listening to strange things on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network and i'll be right back This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The loss of hair is definitely not something that gets better with age. In fact, at age 20, 20% of men and women show noticeable hair loss. By 60, that number is closer to two-thirds. With that in mind, Dr. Nathan Newman saw an opportunity. Easy-to-use Reveal is so much different than the tired old products on the market. Reveal uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for a fuller look. Here's more on Reveal with Dr. Newman. In the Reveal skincare products, we were very conscious to use everything that is natural from our plant stem cells or from plant extracts that are not going to damage your hair or cause irritation. Because most of the products that we had, uh, phthalates, a lot of alcohol, parabens, or things that we didn't really want to expose our health or our hair to, we were very conscious about keeping the Reveal hair care system very natural. And even the preservatives that we use is a natural preservative from plants. You cannot find many products out there that give you all the benefits without all the problems. Join thousands of women and men enjoying fuller-looking hair with Reveal. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Just remember discount code GEORGE at checkout. Easy-to-use, award-winning Reveal can be yours in days by ordering now at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone, toll-free, 24-7, 800 That's 800 604-3129. Reveal from HealthyLooking.com. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com.
Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And in this book, The Chaos Protocols by Gordon White, there's a really interesting quote. I think you might appreciate this if you think about it for a second. It's a quote by somebody named Peter J. Carroll. And uh, here's the quote. Magic works in practice, but not in theory. (laughs) Magic works in practice, but not in theory. Of course, I disagree with that. I think it works in theory also, but but that is a, is a very good point. Uh, what I glean from that is you don't have to understand how everything works. Uh, sometimes things just work and you say, okay, that's all I, that's all, all I needed to do, get it done, whatever works. That's actually the uh, quote at the start of a chapter called wish granting squiggles which gets into sigils in this book so pretty cool book again it's uh it's it's, it's kind of deep it's kind of deep but when you think about this concept of money being this really intangible thing that literally makes the world go round boy is that an expression of magic or what? And, you know, it'd be one thing if we all just bartered commodities, you know, physical things that you needed for physical life, shelter and food and water, etc. I mean, I mean, that would that would make sense. But no, we we have all these intangible things, and uh, it's, it's it's sort of like you know, how, what is a song worth? What is a what is this podcast worth? What is a a painting worth? You know what? <laughs> But anyway, we are all connected to the world in ways that are mm, so mysterious because sometimes you think you just get little glimpses of it. And I want to tell you about something weird that happens to me and Lauren, my wife, all the time. And I've never heard anybody talk about this before. I I doubt I surely I can't be the first one. You never know. But living here in Las Vegas, you know, you have these Big, big parking lots. I mean, we're out here in the desert. There's lots of space. Once you get away from the crunch of the strip, I mean, there's a lot of space. So you go to a grocery store, there's a big parking lot. You go to a casino, there's a big parking lot. And what we find on almost a daily basis is that when we leave whatever establishment and we go back to our car, the people parked next to us are also going back to their car. So you could have a parking lot that seems to go on for acres and acres. Okay. But right when we go to get in our car, the people in the car next to us are doing the same thing. And so now we're like, one of us has to wait for the other, you know, to, to open the door and to get in or out. It happens so much that, I mean, I started taking note like, are we are we manifesting this because it's frustrating (laughs) or is there something else weird going on i am not sure what to make of this kind of a synchronicity but i think step number one is asking all of you if you experience something like this you know and do you have this truman show kind of situation happening where it seems like the world is happening around your perception Something else that's kind of odd about our connection, you know, the you, you, just the mind-body environment connection is that, uh, you know, Lauren and I were recently at Laguna Beach, California, and they have big, epic, beautiful, crashing waves there. And Lauren and I love to go to, to whatever beach, and whenever we're at a beach, And they have these big, giant crashing waves. Well, Lauren is a wonderful photographer. And so she wants to get one of those dramatic, dynamic shots of one of these waves. And as soon as as she takes her camera out, whether it's a camera or her phone or whatever, because she wants to get a picture of one of these big waves, the ocean calms down instantly. The ocean, it's so frustrating for her 
<laughs> it, it, it somehow reminds me of that story when, you know, Jesus calmed the stormy seas. Uh, and she wants it to be a big, raging, frothy wave roaring in. But no, as soon as she decides to photograph, it calms down, calms down. Is that something similar to cloud busting? You know, because what is a cloud? Well, a cloud's just a big hovering bit of moisture, isn't it? So it makes you wonder about, um, Hmm. The relationship between us and the world around us, doesn't it? And also, just how physical these interactions are. Perhaps you saw this story. It came out recently. You know how all these, uh, especially rich people, they get out and they race pigeons. They take homing pigeons, and these pigeons can fly so well. Over a thousand miles, you know, so you, you, you let loose a bunch of pigeons and, uh, they have a tag and then you win a bunch of money if your pigeon is the first one to win the race. And these pigeons are, you know, fantastic at finding the location they're supposed to go to. Uh, they're so adept that they have even been used in wars to pass messages to troops and whatnot. And yet just recently, one day, thousands of racing pigeons were released in the United Kingdom and like 10,000 of them just disappeared. I mean, thousands of these things, a huge chunk of these uh, pigeons disappeared. They say, Okay, let's see here. I'm looking at the article. Approximately 250,000 birds were released. Oh, boy. It's even more vanished. They said only a fraction, only a fraction of 250,000 birds returned. And nobody knows exactly why. I mean, some people are saying, uh, like, well, well, for example, I mean, they have people who obviously are, they're, they're betting on this. So they know all the little tricks of the trade and they're always looking at the weather and stuff. And they say that there's nothing in the weather that seems to give us a clue. But other people are believing that maybe it had something to do with a solar storm that, that disrupted things, but something sure did. We're not 100% certain how these humming pigeons home. Is that uh, a warning sign? Is that an omen that something is changing here on Earth that is, is not good? Or makes you wonder if there's something else up in the sky that might sometimes mess with these birds. For example, here's a poll that came out recently conducted by Pew Research that is a a nonpartisan think tank in Washington, D.C., and they concluded that 65% of Americans believe in aliens. 65%? Uh, it's hard to find 65% of Americans that agree on anything. Um, so anyway, it goes on to say in this particular article, uh, about 65% of respondents said they think there is intelligent alien life on planets other than Earth. And about 87% said UFOs are not a security threat to the U.S. at all or only represent a minor one. According to the poll, 12% of Americans uh, American adults had heard or read a lot about this new UFO report before its release. That seems like a small amount. Uh, and so they have what they call here the bottom line. They say, in all likelihood, evidence of alien life won't come in the form of a grainy video taken high above an ocean, but will instead be the discovery of tiny fossilized microbes on Mars or some other little creature swimming through an ocean engulfing a distant moon well i certainly agree that that is the first way we're gonna hear about it i don't think if they have aliens in a freezer they're gonna pop up and show those to us anytime soon but there will come a point when they introduce us to the concept of aliens uh microscopically that's on the way 
Well, my friends, uh, we are growing short on time. And so, yes, it's time for you to take advantage of the good fortune tone and make sure that your next week is as lucky as can be. So what I want you to do is if you can close your eyes, take some deep breaths, relax. If you have some water, maybe put it near the speaker and then you can drink the water later. You know, you can charge it up. But here you go. Here is the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.